Hey y'all, you're listening to Big Facts No Cap, the only podcast that's number one with people who wear drip and Phil doing a backflip. Let's get into it. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm, pa- I'm Paul, one of your hosts, and uh, Adrian is your other host. He's currently giving me a big yawn and also using a Theragun on his back, and now he's uh, doing some things too crass for me to describe. Let's get into this episode. And I said, Polly. Oh, hey, yeah, yeah, that's me. I'm on the scent. What's up, Rick? Not much. I'm drinking this drink, and I think the recipe. Well, what else I've... could you do to it besides drink it? Uh, you could have your drink. the The problem is you can't have your drink and drink it too. That's true. I've always said that, but it's called an absinthe fizz, and so because it has the absinthe in it, it's this like fun green color. But I just feel like if they really wanted to sell it and get people to drink this cocktail, if Big Cocktail really wanted this one to blow up, they should call it like the Shrek, right? Like they yeah, should, should call, call it the Shamrock Shake. They should call it Shrek's Swamp Water. Yeah, if they really wanted it to blow up, that's what they would call it. <laughs> Shrek's <Yeah>. Bathwater. <laughs> Gen Z can drink now, baby. They like stuff like that. Nasty. Come on, look at it. Aren't you like, ooh, you're like an absent fizz. Ooh, get that out of here, Paul. Shrek's Swamp Water. I think I'm Shamrock Shake. Especially because you did have to shake it because you had the uh, egg white, right? Yeah, it did incorporate an egg white. I'm glad you discovered that today. No eggy flavor in this. Yeah, no, it's an egg white. They're part of an egg. They don't get any of the flavor. No, most of it comes with the yolk. Mm, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Which is included in some drinks, I think. Is that true? Some alcoholic drinks include a whole egg. Protein shakes? Uh, eggnog? <laughs> Can you imagine the guy who has a problem at that level where he puts a shot into his protein shake? He's like, that's how I like it. Bruce Lee as an alcoholic. <laughs> so, Paul, are we gonna are we gonna talk about the big news from recently? World Cup or strike? Nope. Paul, get fucked. USC, 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 USC. We beat Clemson on Friday, uh, first time in however many years. I saw a lot of Facebook posts that were like, "The last time USC beat Clemson, this is what's happened in my life since then." <laughs> like, I've graduated college, I've gotten married, I've had a kid. People are pretty, uh, pretty, pretty. People are pretty amped on it on my side of things. Um, so get fucked, Paul. That does seem like a big deal for people's who have lived their lives in Lexington and Columbia and then back to Lexington, yeah. Wow. God, Paul is so filled with spite and hate right now. Look at the look at look at your face right now, bro. Look at how mad Paul is. Listener, um, listener, while you're listening to this podcast, look at Paul's face right now. He is so look at him, <laughs> emotional. <laughs> were you uh were you watching because I was watching the uh what was it Mexico Argentina game was on at yeah, the same time? Yeah, I I was watching that. I didn't uh, watch yeah. the game. I just saw from Facebook. We won by 1.2. We didn't even like do a blowout or anything. <laughs> we <laughs> we edged a win. Hey man, I, you know what? I'm one of those fans where like I want to win, but like I got to give it up to y'all. Y'all y'all wanted it more. You know, 9 times out of 10, uh y'all would have wanted it more, so 
You got to give dues. Clemson is always just walking it in, you know? And I'm the kind of fan who says, get fucked, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Eat my shit, bro. (laughs) Little shit sipper. Adrian's one of the. He's like, we we totally had a bet that he had to eat poop if if they lost, and now he's not doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So that was the big news I wanted to bring in. Go Cox, baby. Yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to bring in for media roundup? Besides, I mean, I watched a bunch of soccer games, but like none of them are worth noting on right now. It's all just group stage games. Yeah. Um. No, I don't think I have anything for media roundup. Well, we are not living lives worth commenting on. Or maybe we're living lives that are so worth commenting on that we're not in taking media, man. Ooh, that's true. But you know I bend the rules on what is media for media roundup. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes I'll just be like, I encountered a guy who had one shoe. <laughs> but I really tried to wonder what is what happened to his other shoe. Media roundup. Costco's pizzas. Very good. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think when people say like, oh, what's your favorite, like, non-local pizza or like pizza chain non-local pizza joint and you know it's always dominoes and that's when you pull out your gold necklace that has the pizza slice on it (laughs) papa john's pizza hut etc i feel like costco kind of blows all of them out of the water if i don't know if they're considered if costco's are common enough that they get to be stacked up against dominoes and papa john's but if you are Are you talking fresh slice are you talking you bring home the big pie you bring home you bring home the big pie Ooh, I do love that. Sam's Club is kind of closer to my heart than Costco, but yeah, I do love a good Sam's Club slice where it's like, oh my god. And then the pizza that you get to bring home too. Oh, it's like it's like transporting me straight to Italy. I do like that as a kind of a general thing is like people are like, what's your favorite like chicken place or whatever? And you're like, actually, Publix. <laughs> That's my favorite, you know, like doing <laughs> one of those or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you have the weird uh, uh, like curveball answer. Yeah, yeah. That's a cool vibe. The extra crispy at Publix is mine. Is it really? No. I would maybe say that for sub shops. I really like Firehouse, but honestly, a good pub sub, like, you can't beat it. Like, every time I tell people about pub subs, I'm always like, first of all, chicken tendy sub, amazing, off the charts, they'll toss in buffalo sauce for you. But second of all, the line can be so long, and yet every Publix worker makes you feel like you're the only person in the world while they're making (laughs) your sub. They're willing to spend 15 minutes crafting that sub for you. Yeah, they really do not care about how long that line is. (laughs) They do not give a shit about you until you're in front of them in line. And then they're like, okay. (laughs) What's that? You want me to scoop out the bread so there's more room for fillings? Hell yeah, brother. I'm going to eat that for my lunch instead of what I brought. (laughs) I'm going to eat those scooped out bits. For fried chicken, it's kind of, it's not... It's pretty good, but it's definitely not, like, beating out, like, certain other places. Wait, food has reminded me of something that I do want to mm-hmm. bring in for media roundup. Food is memory. I, a long time ago, said something on this podcast that I regret and I want to take back. Mm-hmm. Look, we all grow as people, Adrian. Mm-hmm. I think once we were talking about food YouTubers, and I said, I hate that channel, Guga Foods. Hmm. I don't know why I saw one of them recommended to me on YouTube. I clicked on it. Was like, you know what, maybe it's kind of interesting what he's doing. Clicked on another one. Took me about half a week to become a mega fan. I've wrapped back around on Google Foods. This guy's a genius. Damn. Um, he's what's, like, what's his shtick? What's his thing? He does experiments on steaks and meat. Okay. I think you've mentioned this guy before. Or I remember you talking about him before. Yes. Yeah, and I talk shit and I just, like, I regret it. He's He's got, like, this delightful personality. Uh, He's very much... The, uh, what, what, who's Diners, Dives, and Drive-In? He's the Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Yeah. 
He's like the Guy Fieri of like dry aging steak and Nutella. Oh yes, I remember this description. Um, I'm. I feel like I'm still on the fence with this person based on the description. I think you need to watch a couple of videos. He's just he. I I don't know if I agree with his philosophy on cooking. He is like an old man that hates vegans and vegetarians, but like. There's something about how much he loves meat and prime grade cuts of meat and loves wagyu mm. that's very endearing. All right. I mean, if you're calling him the Obi Wan Kenobi of the dope scene, then you know that that that's something I could take serious. Sick chance reference, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, really from the good album. <laughs> ah. Ah. Uh, it's technically a twist <laughs> reference. Come on. <laughs> do, 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 do. Is that one of those things where, like, I think I've mentioned before that one of my favorite food channels uh, mentions that they donate as much food as they buy for the show because they feel bad that a lot of the food content they make is super stupid and wasteful? He, yeah, a lot of the food content he makes is super, super stupid and wasteful, not even accounting for the fact that when you dry age something, you're literally, like, mm-hmm. creating, uh, what is it, the pelica? Uh, that's, I think, the wrong word, but... You're creating a crust on it that has mm-hmm. to be cut off. That was perfectly edible meat mm-hmm. of a really high quality that now you're cutting off and throwing. And mm-hmm. during some of his experiments, it can be a lot because he's dry aging things in mediums that you're not supposed to. So a lot of the meat gets wasted. Mm. The first thing that really endeared me on him is I just randomly watched a video and he just took a shot. He just took a shot at Salt Bay in the video. And I was like, oh, yeah, fuck Salt Bay. <laughs> So I was like, okay, this guy, he's got some good opinions. He's not just all positivity lame-o. You come and then to the I king, watched, you best not miss. I watched another video where he went to Salt Bay's restaurant and really took him down a notch. And I was like, okay, if this guy's coming for Salt Bay multiple times. And then you watched another video where he made fun of Elizabeth Warren and you were like, I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Called Pete Buttigieg a rat. And I was like, okay, I'm warming up to him. Yeah, he is Brazilian. He does have a uh, pretty heavy Brazilian accent. Accent. Ooh, he's like doing capoeira during the whole thing or whatever. Yeah. Ooh, and I also appreciate that his sidekick, I think it's his nephew, his name is Angel, and he pronounces it Angel, and it makes me feel better about that time I accidentally mm. mispronounced somebody's name as Angel, and they were like, it's Angel, actually, and I was like, oh. Mm. So the fact that there's somebody out there who actually pronounces it Angel, I'm like, you know what, I was just correct in a, in a different sort of way. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. So I really appreciate that. It felt like a get out of jail free card when I uh, learned that. Mm. Get out of jail free for cultural insensitivity. <laughs> I don't know if this is close enough to the same thing, but there was a while where I would call two of my friends the wrong name because I had two friends, one named Rashad and one named Sharad. Yeah. <laughs> and so I would get them mixed up quite often. I think I did it once in front of uh, Sharad's girlfriend when he was at Trader Joe's um, and his girlfriend made sure to correct me and I, I didn't know how to describe to her the full situation, but... Yeah, I've definitely run into that before, too, with uh, different pronunciations of the same, like, Indian name, where, like, one person will be, like, Vikram, and one person will be, like, that's not... Finish the example. (laughs) Commit to the example. Oh, a Bishak and a Bishak is one that gets me, like, stuff like that, like, will be, like, little flips on the same name, just how one vowel is hit. And then, like, you meet the second person, and you just, it becomes very hard to pronounce their name not like the first person you knew mm-hmm. or like you're talking about veggie tales and you talk about bob the tomato and someone's like bob the tomato <laughs> exactly yeah i get that when are we gonna do veggie tales as a theme 
You know, I didn't watch it that much. I only caught like a couple different movies as a kid. Counter-revolutionary. Really? The only reason I'm in, in, in any percent a good person now as an adult is because of VeggieTales. Mm. The main reason I'm a turf is because I liked Harry Potter. You know, when you were talking about pizza chains, I was thinking about how Papa John's for me is kind of like Harry Potter, where like I really just lucked into not liking something and then being <laughs> vindicated later in life, where like Papa John's ended up being like a huge conservative asshole weirdo. And I was like, good, I didn't like Papa John's to begin with, but now I can hate Papa John's for two reasons. I always Same. thought it was one of the shittier We were always chains. a Domino family growing up, even before they had their rebranding. We were a Pizza Hut family. Mm. Yeah, no one out Pizza's the Hut. Dude, it always makes me kind of upset to learn that, like, there were some Pizza Huts nationally that were buffet-style. Yeah, we had one in batesburg Leesville. Oh, you see, I never went to that one, so I I think that would have been my favorite if I if that was in Lexington and I'd been to it, but... I think I definitely went to a soccer, like, end-of-the-season party there, like, handout trophies type thing, but also it was the Pizza Hut on the way to uh, the drive-in movie theater, so even though it wasn't for the buffet, I would stop there, you know somewhat regularly <laughs> that at least was on a, occasion did phil ever poop his pants there or just cc no just cc's yeah okay <laughs> all right you want to get into the theme it seems oh yeah okay yeah let's get into the theme we got a lot to chop it up about all right have you ever listened to the uh song drip or drown no me either but when googling the theme i did see that that existed who is that by let me guess mozart <laughs> Close. Gonna. Oh, okay. The Mozart of our generation. <laughs> I, I would agree Mozart was just kind of like a precursor to Gunna. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I haven't listened to the song, but maybe we can just start this by going to Urban Dictionary and looking up the definition of Drip or Drown. Because to be honest with you, it's kind of a phrase I've heard, and I'm interpreting it as like, you better dress well or you ain't shit, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's sort of like... The meaning, but you know, with these Gen Z kids, I might be wrong. Tell you what, I have no associations with this, so this is a a phrase that means a per- okay. So, Urban Dictionary: a phrase that means a person would rather die than have no drip. Ooh, okay. A very intense question asked by the drippiest N word in your school. If you pick drip, then you gotta be fly. But if you pick drown, then N word go to H and M or something. Mm. That was written by a. Urban Dictionary user called the Coochie Advisor. <laughs> he sounds like an expert. <laughs> okay, those are the two. Uh, those are the two definitions they have. All right, um, so Paul, what are you picking? Are you gonna drip or drown? You know, I'm not. I'm not particularly stylish. I think I might be drowning right now, but maybe lifeguards can save me, man. Mm. Maybe queer eye can come save me from drowning. Yeah. They can be my lifeguards, and I can get drippy. I think you would do really well on that show. You think so? Yeah. I'm like that type of straight guy where it's like funny to see me like struggle with like their advice. Where I think like, Tan France is really going to do a number with you. <laughs> I'm that type of straight guy where they're like, why don't you use deodorant? And I'm like, what's that? <laughs> no, I think it's going to be one of those things. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> where they're like, your toenails are five feet long. Why don't you clip them? And I'm like, clipping toenails? What? I've never heard of no such sort of thing. What, women like that? I'm like a horse. I'm supposed to ground him down from the work that I do every day. <laughs> I was saying more that I, I think you would be receptive to their advice and you would gain a lot from it. But oh, really? I like the way that you took it. Yeah. 
I, I think you'd be yeah. doing French tucks and shit next time I saw you. No, you see, the problem is I think I've, I haven't watched a ton of that show um, because it is copaganda because they had a cop on season one. But <laughs> they had the dog from Paw Patrol on. <laughs> I saw I did see one where they were helping uh, Pete Davidson dress uh, better, I think, was their like thing. And they just dressed him so hypebeast. I was like, there's no way if I was on that show that I wouldn't drop their style immediately. I would feel uncomfortable. I can't dress too stylish or I'll feel like people are looking at me like, why is he dressed like that? That's like, what Tan France is saying. It's all about being comfortable in your skin, Paul. That's what fashion's about. Exactly. But I feel like I, I'm comfortable in the clothes I already wear, man. I don't know. I don't mm. know. Do you think you'd benefit from the show or do you think you're already drippy enough? Oh, I've complained before about how grad school has definitely ground out any drip that I used to have. I definitely started grad school with some drip. Uh, you know, I was wearing chinos all the time, wearing nice sweaters, wearing good fits together and stuff like that. And now I wear the same, like, black Nikes with a hole in the toe and, like, hoodie and, like, sweatpants to do everything. And now I'm definitely one of those older grad students. You know, I think the way a lot of people spend a lot of money is winter coats. I don't think those come cheap. And I've never had to buy one before. So, like, my most expensive piece of clothing is, like, a $100 uh, cloak that I got from Guatemala or, like, an $80 vintage uh, Danish uh, jacket that I wear You're sometimes. out here wearing cloaks? I don't know what the right word for you it fucking is. fucking Harry Potter-ass motherfucker. No, that's a cape. <laughs> <laughs> no, they wear cloaks. One of us has read the books. That's what they're called. But did you read the British version? Or did you <laughs> if, read the American version? If, if I called you a Superman-ass motherfucker, then you could say, no, that's a cape. Um, I, I guess, I don't know. People were calling it a poncho, and I was like, I guess close enough. I don't know. I don't know what the Spanish word for it would be. Adrian, did you buy a dress? No, I haven't. I would wear one, though. They seem really freeing. Really? Hmm. I think I would wear a skirt over a dress. I think I don't think the top part would fit me well, but I think a nice bottom skirt would I was going nice. to say, I also don't think I really have like the figure for it. I'm not really trying to show off. Um, but yeah, anyways, to answer also, your question. Also, it really restricting for peeing. What are you talking about? A dress? Yeah. God, I guess you gotta hike it up, but then you can't use a urinal. Yeah, I know. So I, I think the most expensive piece of clothing I own is maybe like 80 to to $100. Yeah, I don't know what the most expensive piece of clothing I own is. Probably something gifted, maybe, for you? I don't know. I don't think anybody's ever gifted me super expensive clothing. But, you know, drip isn't about expense. You know, you were talking again about how, like... Oh, we're going to just name the same three fashion brands we know over and over again. And it's like, nah, like drip is about like the vintage. It's about what Connor talked about being in the bins. It's about like, you know, having something that no one else owns. Yeah, I have some good stuff from the bins, but I don't know if they're super expensive. But again, drip isn't about being expensive. What's the drippiest piece of clothing you own? Mm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I do really like this new uh, sweater I got that has three doggies on it. And But the problem with it is that it also has the name of the dog on it. And mm. so now every time I, the first time I wore it was to go out to uh, vote. And the person just said the name of the dog. And I was like, huh? And they said the name of the dog again. I was like, huh? Sorry. Like, it, what? It, I thought it was like part of the, something, she was telling me something I needed to know about voting and I couldn't understand. And then she's like, Worcester Muster or whatever. I don't even know what the shirt oh, says. Oh, it's the, the brand of dog? What is that? Yeah, brand? yeah. Breed of dog? Breed. <laughs> brand of dog. <laughs> and then I was like, what? Uh, sorry, I'm not really sure what you're saying. And she's like, it, it's on your shirt. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I didn't really like read that. <laughs> Ooh, Paul, are you big on that type of thing? Like I was talking to one of the ways that I've been like 
endearing myself to people with a picket line is I'll like talk to them about what they're wearing and when they're signing in or whatever. Uh, I talked to a guy about Lorna Shore for a hot second when we were talking, when I saw him, uh, I saw another person with a voodoo donut shirt and I asked, I was like, Oh cool. Are you like from Portland or whatever? And he's like, actually, I've never gone. A friend got this for me. And I was like, you fucking poser. <laughs> I do have a couple um, shirts like that, but for whatever reason, this one, like I didn't really pay attention at all to the, yeah, what was on it. So to be fair, I don't actually have a strong opinion on this. I thought it was fine. And I actually just had a nice conversation with him about how my sister used to work there, but um yeah so like people who wear band shirts for bands they don't know or sports teams they don't follow or i think i would google the band if it was a band like, you know i don't want to accidentally wear one of those like norwegian bands that's like secretly nazis or whatever or not even secretly mm-hmm. that's openly nazis or whatever yeah, yeah i would see what pitchfork gave them anything under a seven and i'm not wearing that piece of shit shirt then that ain't drip anymore that ain't drip anymore what if it's like an old school hip hop person who like you don't Ooh, listen to, but like not you know. at all. No way. I'm wearing a Biggie shirt, dude. I'm not corny. Come on. Mm, okay. One love. It's the Brooklyn way. That's what. I, that's on all my shirts. I I put that in where people write their name on their underwear. I mean, I would wear a Daniel Johnston shirt. That's all I'm saying. But would you wear a Gus Johnson shirt? Not anymore. <laughs> and not all before. Right. He doesn't sound like someone who makes good merch. You pass that test. Yeah, did you have anything else about your drippiest piece of clothing or anything? Any accessories? I feel like you accessorize, right? You got your hats, you got your rings, you got your Oh, I do like my chains. hats a lot. I don't have rings. I do like that you said you have your rings, but I'm pretty sure you know I don't own any rings. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Ooh, Izzy would be a good person to have on this because you, you she got has- got your anklets, right? <laughs> my prized anklets. You got your tennis bracelet. Izzy would be a good person to have on this because she does have the coolest piece of drip that I've ever seen anybody own, which is a, a NCAA championship ring. From family member? Or? From having won the NCAA championships. Oh, for fencing? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. She wears those. Nah, she doesn't ever wear it, but she owns it. Yeah, I don't have a lot of accessories. I don't do hats. I don't do earrings. I don't do necklaces. I don't do eyeshadow, which is very in right now. I should learn how to do that. Um, oh, that seems like that seems like a whole other thing to have to know about in life, man. That's too much for me. Oh, dude, matching that kind of drip to your like outfit and stuff? Come on. I topped out on learning about podcasting. That's the last thing in my life I'm going to have to learn how to do. That's new. <laughs> and that's the last thing I'll ever learn. <laughs> You expect me to learn the difference between... And people are so good at it, man. I feel like it's a curve that I just can't, like, I'm not going to reach how good people are at it, you know? Mm. You're not going to give yourself a good cat eye ever? It would be cool to have that in my playbook, but I'm just, like I said, it seems like such an unsurmountable, like, learning curve. Mm. Insurmountable. Yeah, no piercings, no tattoos from me. I guess tattoos could also, not really considered drip, but it's an accessory. It's part of your look. Um, yeah, none of those things. I don't do any, like, hair ties or hair bands or anything like that. This feels like something either you or Ben Schaefer would have owned, like, it is like a you and Ben Schaefer from high school sort of thing. I feel like one of you must have owned, like, a, like, a wallet chain. That's definitely not Ben's vibe. If anything, it would have been my vibe, but also, no, like, nah. A wallet chain? (laughs) I don't know why. Not, like, in a, like, leather daddy sort of way, but, like, in a, like, I'm dressing classy sort of way. Is that a classy thing? Did I ever oh, what, talk- are you, what, what are your perceptions of a wallet chain? <laughs> I guess to me, I don't know. I, don't I had know. a pocket watch. Oh, that's Still I think kind of what watch. I was thinking of. Like a pocket that's, watch. With that's like the- so different than a wallet chain, though. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But you know what I meant. Like when you're wearing it with like a, a pair of uh, 
nice slacks and it kind of comes up and down however it did in like old timey suits. Yeah, I don't have any of those with me now, but yes, I did used to have a full three-piece suit with a pocket watch that I would wear on occasion. Now that was drippy. Did you ever I think that was like my dad's Did you ever check the pocket watch for the time? Yeah. It's engraved by the way, too. How do you feel about fashion rules, Paul? Ooh, don't wear white after Labor Day. Yeah, or other stuff like you can't wear a tucked in shirt if you don't have a belt on, your belt and your shoe should match, no black and brown together, don't mix patterns, all those like common things that people say. Sure, I think all of that has been 100% destroyed by drip, by the concept of drip. Mm. Right, like we're talking about the very Gen Z concept where they're they're much more uh, flamboyant and free with their- uh, their You're saying they're flamboyant? They what? go all the way. Huh? They're flamboyant. Every day. I don't know this song. Oh, it's Dorian Electra. Uh oh. they're very good. I would I would recommend them. <laughs> uh where they're very like uh non traditional with their idea of like uh with their non with their idea of uh clashing versus non clashing clothing. Yeah, Gen Z can be pretty loud, I'm not gonna lie. That's the type of clothes that's very uh that's very difficult to wear if you're not a certain age because it seems like it's drawing undue attention. Mm-hmm. I think, for me, fashion peaked when Lady Gaga did the meat dress. <laughs> no, but as far as drip and drown go, I think we're both on the tip of, like, we used to be a little bit more effortful in how we dress and the realities of life have brought us down to uh, sometimes just putting on something comfy. Is this so a sad up? Is that what we're getting to now? <laughs> so we're, 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 we're both agreeing that we drown. Yeah, I guess so. Although in high school, you definitely put more effort into dress than me. Yeah, and then, you know, I've had a few. Uh, winter is always, I think that was one of the uh, sparks behind this idea is that I love winter. I love being able to dress up for the winter. I feel like summer is kind of limiting in what you can wear in terms of your fits. Um, so I love like a good being able to wear a jacket with something. I have gotten a few compliments on that pink jacket that I think I wore to your place once where you were like, oh, Adrian's an NB now. Because he's wearing a pink jacket. <laughs> I don't think I made uh, that joke. Let's not yeah, say I made yeah, that joke. Yeah, you definitely did. You definitely came down and you were like, oh, cool. You like non-binary now? <laughs> I don't, I, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and people really enjoyed that. I, actually, one of Am the I literally? Things- it, I, I don't remember saying that, but my comment to old Paul who did say that is, am I literally somebody who needs one of those shirts from like 2005 that's like, don't laugh, it's your girlfriend's shirt. <laughs> That is funny. Um, Yeah, the thing that I've gotten for some of my like more statement pieces now is like, I think I said this before, people just don't know the exact word for them. And like, I feel like that one's just a jacket. The other one's just kind of a cloak poncho thing. I don't know. Okay, Um, but did your pink jacket say I'm a girl? Sometimes in a boy, other times. I'm a (laughs) boy. Yeah, exactly. It said I don't believe in binaries. Yeah. Um, Which I still don't even as a as a, a cis person. You believe in trinaries. Yeah, I know um, Phil is really big on the, uh, I think kind of like Ben too, like the 90s Dixie Cup purple blue teal aesthetic and then kind of like Olympic aesthetic too is like kind of what Phil's big thing is for his drip. Now he's going more for like suburban dad irony, but I don't even know. I think he should stay where he's at because that suburban dad irony thing I saw people play it out in college. Like it's not a good, it doesn't really work well yeah. over time. What's the most you were afraid to wear it out piece of clothing that you've ever had that you were being adventurous with? 
Ooh, that definitely exists. There's definitely things I haven't wanted to wear out for one reason or another. Whether it's mm-hmm. like, it has a, I did buy a shirt once without realizing that I had a, it had like a naked woman on it, and I was like, I don't want to wear this in public. What does this say about me and how horny I am? Mm-hmm. That That's nudity true. needs to be involved in my clothing. You should not have worn that to your court hearing. <laughs> Let me think. What else? I think I know myself at this point. I don't buy anything that I, it's too loud. I wouldn't want to wear that, typically. I guess that makes sense. I did have a whole phase that I think I've talked about on pod before where I used to wear animal shirts every single day. And uh, when I was TAing my second or first year of grad school, I literally used to like match the animal shirt I was wearing for labs based on what we were teaching <laughs> in lab. I used to put that much effort into uh, what I wore. And then I was like totally not Miss Frizzled. I was Miss Frizzled out by my sixth year of grad school. So I'm not doing that now with my students. But You turned to Miss Frizzle out? You know she a trick. You know she was asking for it. <laughs> All right, you want to jump at the columns, buddy? All right, you want to go first or second? Your choice. All right, I'll go first. Um, did you get a chance to watch the video I sent you? Uh, no, I started it and then got bored. Wow. Okay, well, that's Paul's opinion of female comedians. Um, you literally, can I read the text you left about her? Because No, I, I don't think, think you can. Can you? I, I don't think you I have think the ability. that would be really illuminating to your opinion on female comedians. No, I don't think so. Um, okay, so this is Ask Catherine Cohen, How Do I Get My Boyfriend to Dress Better? Catherine Cohen is a staple of New York comedy. She just had a special released on Netflix within the last year or two. A uh, very big year for her. Um, and she has an advice column on uh, W Magazine. Um, so I've been trying to bring her in for a while. She seems funny, and I'm excited to see what she has to say. Uh, and since we're doing a, a advice column about fashion, uh, this was a keen opportunity to bring her in since she has multiple uh, columns about it. Um, but here's the description. Comedian and actress Catherine Cohen has built a cult following for her chronicles of the bizarre, often humiliating experience of being a 20-something woman. In her original show tunes and on her popular podcast, Seek Treatment, co-hosted with fellow comedian Pat Reagan, Pat Regan, she skewers the cliches of millennial aspiration, deadpans about sex on antidepressants, and earnestly celebrates such triumphs as finding love or drinking seven beers. Her first book, God I Feel Modern Tonight, Poems from a Gal About Town, is out now. Have a question for Catherine. Send it to this email address. Don't worry about that. And then I think her Netflix special is called The Twist Is She's Gorgeous. So, my boyfriend of six months has... Not good taste in the clothing department. I consider myself a fashionable New Yorker, parentheses, brag. And I don't need my boyfriend to be, like, an uber fashion guy, but I want him to elevate his wardrobe a bit. Do you have suggestions on how I can go about helping in this department without hurting his feelings? Ooh, as always with a question like this, post pics. Post pics. I need to see your drip versus his drip, because if he's just, like, a regular gets-the-job-done wears well-fitted jeans and single-color shirts. I'm not I'm not here to deride the guy if you're wearing super loud outfits of a bunch of clashing patterns and colors and you think that makes you a fashionista. And not just somebody who clashes colors and fabrics and thinks that Yeah, what if she is like... What if she mistakes New Yorker for a hot topic and she's just a real big, like, black and white <laughs> arm sleeves with, like, a graphic tee and, like, black and then, like, the studded belt or whatever. And she's like, I look good, okay? And he's just wearing all of these dumb, like, <laughs> dress pants and suits and ties. I think that look is coming back, though. <laughs> oh, God. Ironically, and then, 
seriously. Somewhat ironically. Somewhat ironically. Uh, yeah, she's like, he dresses so badly. He's like, babe, I have a job at Goldman Sachs. Like, I have to wear a suit and tie to work. And she's like, no, no, no. You should dress hip hop street style. Yeah. You should get wiggity, get some... wiggity, wiggity crazy with it, homeboy. <laughs> get some baggy pants, bruh. <laughs> she wants him to dress like Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> yeah, dirty little dog, I'll tell you what. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's always hard to get where, because this is always going to be two worlds colliding. And I kind of wonder where he's at. I wonder where she's at. I'm sure that he probably is kind of a slobby dresser. I, I don't know why it's like, we've talked about this before, but like the fact that it's just accepted in our society that like part of your job as a woman is to make the person, <laughs> if you're in a cishat relationship, part of your job as a woman is to like make your partner an adult. <laughs> It's like, no, you can't wear your Bazinga light, uh, what's his name, Flash t-shirt all the fucking time. Okay, come on. That's that's, not a look. That's super cool in an ironic way at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Paul, not everything can be layered in irony. (laughs) Do you know how how much of a struggle it is for women these days to navigate the world through layers of irony like that? I'm sorry, I'm not giving up my Rubik's Cube melting graphic tee and you can't make me, Adrian. I think I can make you. <laughs> it's New York. So that's what I was saying before. We're like, you know, you get to wear your big coats, you get to wear your three pieces, you get to wear your extra accessories. I feel like uh Oh, you think she's yeah. like a Natasha Legero type, like wearing a big fur coat and like white <laughs> If so, like that'd be hard gloves. as hell. Now that's cool. Now that look is coming back. And then she's like, Moshe just keeps wearing the same ratty jeans. <laughs> Oh, it probably is Natasha Legera writing in. This makes a lot more sense. That's actually a very, you know what? That's the lens through which I'm going to view this question from now on. Oh, also, I guess part of the insight is that she's she's writing in to Catherine Cohen. So like, there's plenty of pictures of her on the website if you want to get a sense of her fashion. But she also has like a fashionista type vibe to her for being like a New York fashionista, a plus sized New York fashionista. Oh, okay. At the on the picture at the top, she's wearing like a. Uh, Oh god, this is really gonna show how stupid I am as a boy talking about fashion, but she's wearing like a pink what is that material called? Uh Velvet? Velvet dress and white boots. Yeah, she does look good. Okay, I would trust this person's take on fashion. Mm-hmm. But you how am I supposed to know if she looks good because she's dressed well or she's hot? This is Paul, her whole thing is that she's not hot. Ah, <sighs> if only I'd watched her comedy before. Damn it. She's definitely hot though. I'm not even a boob guy, but I saw that picture and I was like, hubba hubba. So her comedy is like the, it's like a, it's like a Tina Fey sort of thing where she's constantly telling us about how ugly she is while clearly being hot. I also want to make it clear that I don't dislike her. I just do find her like brand of comedy a little bit, um, meh. Meanwhile, I love that brand of comedy. I've defended Amy Schumer so much on this podcast. I know you're a little simp. Uh, okay. Other advice for getting your boyfriend to dress well? Would you date somebody that you thought had bad style, Adrian? Ooh, that's a good question. You know, honestly, I think I've had higher levels of like, I thought I liked this person and then I found out something about them that didn't like, that maybe not like them. Number one, political opinions. Number two, music taste. Number three might be fashion, but it's not like, it's a pretty far off third. Like, those first two are way bigger deals than that third one. Like, I could probably stand being with someone who, like, I didn't totally like how they dressed. Yeah, I think so. I don't think dress is super important to me either. 
unless it's like cringy otherwise like yeah if you can competently put together clothes like together into an outfit that's fine with me mm. i concur but this person isn't saying that they want to break up with them they just want to influence them no cap Put in that context, if somebody showed up sexy to your grandma's birthday party at Olive Garden, that would be grounds to be like, okay, come on. <laughs> nah, I wouldn't care. You wouldn't care? You know Gen Z, they're really big on the midriffs these days. They're all just showing everything off for okay. for boys and gals and ambies, for kings, queens, and emperors. Everybody's midrifting these days. Everybody's midrifting. Everyone's Tokyo midrifting these days. <laughs> Even when it's not weather appropriate, I, I commend them, to be honest. That's another one where... I just, that one is not like skirts. You know how skirts are like, okay, that'd be kind of nice if it made its way into male fashion. That looks comfortable. I think midriffs look kind of like the opposite. Like, that looks less comfortable. I yeah. hope that doesn't find its way into male fashion. Mm. You know you don't have to do it either way, right? <laughs> I mean, you know I gotta look drippy. Drip or drown, baby. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna <laughs> let the world pass me by. If I drip, you drip. If I drip, you drip. Now, chokers for men. I'm waiting for that to take off. You know what's funny is that midriffs are also really big in the diabetic community for medical devices. Because, like, every single pamphlet has, like, a woman in, like, a sports bra and yoga pants with a midriff showing with her, like, Dexcom or her, like, Omnipod on there. And I'm like, I don't think I can do that look, to be honest. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to pull that off. (laughs) What are you talking about? You're always in your yoga pants. (laughs) Um, All right, do you want to read this answer? Yeah. (laughs) first things first congrats on the boyfriend love is as you know actually all around tm but it's still hard to find a man worth talking to and having sex with in this economy now to address your question let me begin by saying honey i have been there the first guy who made me come wore hollister from head to toe and since then i've had incredible erotic encounters with men who have worn items including but not limited to cargo shorts Fun, jokey socks, skinny jeans, and drumroll please, a newsboy cap. Have you talked to your boyfriend about his relationship to clothing? If you have and he's totally disinterested or 100% committed to wearing his current wardrobe till he passes away, I would leave it alone and instead ask yourself why you care so much. Of all the horrible things men do, dressing sans panache is a minor offense. However, I doubt that this is the case. Thanks to society, that sneaky little slut, most men, especially straight men, feel as though the world of fashion has never opened itself up to them. Have you offered to take your boyfriend on a fun shopping trip? Do you ever find a cute outfit online and say, OMG, I would be so horny towards you if you wore this? As long as you approach this makeover from a place of confidence and positivity, I bet you can get him excited about upgrading a bit. Show him cool designers you like, tell him how sexy he looks when he tries something new, etc. You get it. Also, as an aside, boys get really excited in Uniqlo, a shop that I find sexless and humini- <laughs> A shop that I find sexless and humiliating. That's funny. I love Uniqlo. Um, But I've taken a few lovers there and they really come alive in this space. This isn't sponsored by Uniqlo. I've just found it to be an affordable and approachable starting point for certain clueless men. At the end of the day, ugh, I've been watching too much Love Island. I totally understand where you're coming from. It can be disheartening to watch a hunk not realize their full potential sartorially. But disinterest in outward appearances might also be one of the reasons you're drawn to him. What is sexier than not caring? Can you imagine how powerful I would be if I didn't think about what I looked like 4,000 times a day? Don't answer that. I don't want to know. I did appreciate her coming at fun, jokey socks. That is true. Uh, yeah, I think she, I think she hit the, uh, 
I think she hit it on the head. Um, yeah. The Uniqlo thing, great tip. I do like Uniqlo. Dumb yeah. men do like Uniqlo. It's true. It is I, a very was, easy intro point for us. They are so good on like just hitting the basics right. Like you want like a nice teal colored shirt with no other bullshit on it. That's what we're going to give you. You want like a nice pair of navy slacks that don't have any other bullshit on them. That's what we're going to give From you. From the last season of Atlanta, you know that scene where they immediately peg him as a... Uh, celebrity it's like how'd you know i was paperboy like you're wearing a hat with no logo on it you know how hard mm-hmm. it is to buy a hat with no logo on it go to <laughs> uniqlo it's they're all over that place <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true yeah like you said it's somehow like the least branded most like just if you just described an item how a kid would draw it in their crayola <laughs> 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 like when you when you put blue shirt into Uniqlo, you're getting a blue shirt. Yeah, that's true. That was the reason that I opened up a Gap card and uh, shopped at the Gap for so long. Is that like I was so tired of TJ Maxx and Ross, and like I'd go to get a black and red checkered flannel, and every single one just had like gray lines and different like square like uh, sizes. And I was like, can I not just get like the most basic piece of clothing that I'm looking for? And apparently, you kind of had to take a step up in price to get that. Like if you really wanted really simple basics that were just clean and nice, you had to you had to take a step up in fashion. Mm. That's my thing. Shop at the Gap. I love the Gap. <laughs> you really have to take a step up to the Gap. It's pretty expensive. Like I always shop clearance there, but like yeah, if you shop full price at the Gap, you can spend some money pretty quick, man. All right. Any other closing thoughts on uh the truth lies in jest? Asked Catherine Cohen. No. Yeah, it was a competent answer. I, I don't know if I found myself laughing out loud, but you know, you know, she's she takes three questions per column. I'm sure she flexed her. Uh, you know muscles somewhere else i did like the thing about society being a dirty little slut or whatever she said was that made me laugh <laughs> polly boy articuno number two no all right i brought in somebody that we've never brought in before hey two in one app advice from gene gray the x-men also paul this was brought in on my birthday two years ago oh shit on culture.org your favorite website too yeah, you know I love culture. It's my favorite Migos album. Hi, Gene. My boyfriend's becoming a sneaker enthusiast in his mid-30s, which is surprising given his lack of interest in this subculture up until this point. For his birthday, I really wanted to get him some super rare dead stock Jordans, but I just didn't have the money. This is shameful, but I bought a fake pair and found someone to customize the shoes so they look like the real thing. He loves the sneakers, but I've been feeling really guilty about lying. Should I tell him the truth? Also, the fact that he can't tell the difference suggests to me that he needs to study the culture more and sort of justifies me copying a fake pair. After all, he can't tell. Why should I pay $300 plus for a pair of shoes that cost $2 to make? Am I being petty or practical? Okay, that was a roller coaster, Paul. Can I tell you that my immediate thought when you started reading was, I wish we had brought in more perspectives than just people complaining about their boyfriends. But as soon as the question kept going, I was like, no, I actually do have very specific opinions about sneakerheads. And two, I love the way she's justifying this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like just working our way down, because it does get funnier as it goes down. But just the first Mm -hmm. thing, which is she calls him a sneaker enthusiast instead of a sneaker head, shows that she's not really listening to him. Mm hmm. She's always like, how about you stop talking about sneakers and give me head? You know what I mean? Wait, why'd he say it as Obama? (laughs) (laughs) As Obama? (laughs) Uh, Why don't you stop uh, 
Oh, uh, Michelle? Wait, never mind. Gross. No, wait, no. <laughs> wait, wait. Michelle is cool. Okay, never mind. I was about to do the kids' names, and I was like, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. <laughs> okay, okay. So you said you had very specific opinions. Go off, gang. I I think expensive, big, bold sneakers are, for the most part, very ugly. And I do not like sneakerhead culture, and I think it's dumb. I'm going to stand by YBN Corday, who went on that uh, complex show where they go sneaker shopping, but then they make you actually pay for the bill of what you decide to get. And he looked at this, like, four shoes that he had, and it was, like, $10,000. And he was like, that's a used Honda right there. Like, I can't justify that. Like, put three of those back. Like, uh, yeah, I agree with Corday on that one. <laughs> that's so cool. I love that. That's like the, uh, what is it, the Red Man episode of uh, of Cribs? Where he just, mm-hmm. like, showed off the actual house he lives in instead of renting a mansion. It was just showing, like, the very regular, like, suburban <laughs> New York house. Here's my, here's my coffee island. I uh, spend most of my mornings here. Um, <laughs> wait, do most people fake having cribs? Yeah, yeah, that show is, like, the Oh, I didn't know that. I think the most famous, like, for sure. Wait, you're saying that one rapper who had the entire condom drawer in his uh, bedside thing? That, that, was, that was just part of the mansion that he rented? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not that. I, I don't want to take that away from you. I can tell that that's like Santa for you. I don't want to <laughs> tell you mm-hmm. that that's not real. But I think the Yang Yang twins are the most famous, obvious fake one where like they put no work into being like, oh, let's put like stuff rappers would like in here. They <laughs> yeah. clearly just rented a mansion an old couple lived in and they were like, yeah, this room has a painting of a boat. We like boats in here. <laughs> like, mm. That's true. <laughs> that's funny. And this is where the magic happens. Anyways, that's my opinion. Uh, sorry to uh, UC Davis alum Hassan Minaj, but uh, I think sneakers are kind of dumb. It's a dumb thing to spend money on, but I get that it brings other people joy. This girlfriend, you've already done the immoral thing. You've got to take it to the grave. It's often my advice, you shouldn't do bad things, but once you've done them, take it to the grave with you. I think I can agree. That seems to be a common thread in the way Paul addresses these questions. Is like, I can't stop you from doing bad things, which is my main advice, but if you do them... Lean into it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't half do a bad thing and then be like, I, I felt ashamed. Mm. Do you like how even while writing the question, she was like, I feel guilty. And then a sentence later was like, but also, come on, like, he's kind of a moron, right? Right? Like, he's if just he a can't big tell, dumb, dumb yeah. moron who deserves it. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> question mark. Can you imagine, like not even questioning the gifts that your loved one gives you and not immediately (laughs) inspecting them with like one of those like eyepieces that a diamond jeweler uses. (laughs) Like he's the idiot, right? He trusts me. How stupid could he be? (laughs) Also, unless he's really, really into it, he's probably never seen one before. Of course, the first real life pair he sees. Ooh, this is now making me think the next time he sees a real pair, he's going to be like, bro, those are fake. Come on. Do you think that the difference was so obvious that it's like that old Donald Glover line of like, got the fake Adidas on, whiten out the fourth stripe, or, or <laughs> blacken out the fourth stripe? I think what's funny about that is Adidas at this point is definitely like bargain bin sort of shoes. Like you can definitely find them anywhere that you can find oh, other cheap honey, shoes. I can't throw a stone and not hit an Adidas for sale. <laughs> <laughs> an Adidas. Yeah, that's another one where I think that it like, I don't actually know, but I feel like sometimes you're surprised when you go to a, a website like at Adidas and you're like, holy shit, when people buy this shit full price, it's actually expensive. I'm so glad that everything that I get that's Adidas is like 50% yeah. off minimum. It is crazy. Like their their cheapest shoe is like $100 that it's like, whoa, I guess wherever I'm buying, like 
you know, I buy them. It's from just like, so saturated. Yeah. Yeah. Nordstrom Rack or wherever where like Adidas go for like 30 bucks. Yeah. Paul, I guess one of the things that I, if I were a therapist that I would probably try and do, even though I'm not trained, is how would you feel if this was if this was you? How, how would you feel if your if your partner gave you a fake thing of something you were into and you couldn't tell? You think I wouldn't be able to tell? Come on, Adrian. Come on, Paul. Come on, Adrian. Come on, Paul. If someone gave you a fake projector? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what stuff you're into that someone would give you something of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When somebody gave me a katana and they were like, this was actually stolen from a samurai during World War II and I've treasured it my whole life and it turns out to just be a mall ninja piece. Are you just bringing in Kate's thing? <laughs> Except she has an actual. Her grandfather actually brought in. <laughs> actually, she thinks yeah. she does. Ooh, okay. Well, that's mm-hmm. not an accusation I was making, but... Yeah, I brought the katana into the guys from Pawn Stars, and they brought a, a friend over. <laughs> they brought a friend over, and he was like, "Bro, this is a this is a letter opener." He was like, "In 2002, McDonald's had a Happy Meal toy in <laughs> 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 a short-lived promotion. <laughs> Five children died, so it was discontinued." Mm-hmm. So actually, this is more rare than an actual samurai <laughs> katana. <laughs> You can see from the uh, shadows of a bloodstain. This, is, yep, we can confirm this was one of the katanas used to murder a sibling, and that is only going to bring the price up further. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, really quick too. So she said that he's wearing the shoes everywhere, or that he's just has them hanging out. Because isn't that a big thing about how they don't wear the shoes because you don't want to get them dirty? But like, yeah, she how said does that he loves the kinda? sneakers. She didn't really specify if he's uh, playing basketball in them or just keeping them in the drawer right do you have anything like that do you have stuff like that where you're like it's too treasured to not actually use and enjoy no of course not really i've got i've got some things like that what are your things a soccer ball i'm not gonna use it to play soccer it's a nice commemorative soccer ball so i don't want to use it i wish i hadn't used my run the jewels ball around dorley's ex whose dog fucked up the ball but you know you're right because if he's not if he's not wearing them then that means he's keeping them as an investment or because he thinks they're just nice to have. And, and that might be worth spilling them. the beans over, yeah. Yeah, that might be worth spilling the beans over because that's going to be humiliating when he uh, when he goes to sell them or, like, get them appraised or whatever. Or no, like, better yet, like, he gets really into crypto and she's like, what the fuck are you doing with all of our savings? And he's like, don't worry, baby, I got the shoes. If anything, we can fall back on the shoes. <laughs> They've only got up in value. <laughs> Why aren't you contributing to your Roth IRA? I got the shoes, baby. This is our Roth IRA. <laughs> Why aren't we putting any money away for our kids' college fund? I got the shoes, baby. <laughs> I got the shoes. Yeah, if he's wearing them around, then I guess maybe it's not that big a problem. Like... You know, they're going to get scuffed more, and eventually he'll probably, they'll just probably not be worth that much, and he'll toss them. Yeah, that would have been a good piece of information to include. How would you get her to get him to study the culture more? Because now, not only is she like, oh, did well, I, I do think you'd a you'd be bad... trying to get him to, a, I thought you'd be getting him to avoid the culture, because you don't want him to understand that his no. shoes are now fake. Also, the fact that he can't tell the difference suggests to me that he needs to study the culture more, and sort of justifies me copying a fake pair. But that's what I'm saying, is you don't want him to learn more, otherwise he's going to figure out that the pair's fake. Like, you can't let him learn more. Fair enough. I, I sort of saw it as a judgmental statement. Though. She's like, do I want to date a guy who's uh, not good enough Only to Only half-asses his, yeah. uh, his who, hobbies. 
what what have I ever bought anybody a fake gift or like a gift that wasn't verified? I think I almost certainly have. Yeah, there was that there was that dec- there was that first printing of the Declaration of Independence you got me, Adrian. And it ended up being a facsimile? Oh like a simile, but you faxed it. Yeah, you get it. I like how you really broke down that word and learned it, Paul. Have you ever gone panning for gold and found fool's gold? I found fool's gold in other contexts. And I uh, was very upset to find out that it was worthless. I've also found that like thing that kind of looks like diamond, like quartz or whatever that mineral is, where when you're a kid and you think it looks like diamond and you're like really like psyched on it or whatever. I did really, yeah. As a kid, I would pick up a lot of shiny rocks. Like, this is going to be my ticket to stardom, baby. <laughs> it's like When my just... number comes in, I'm going <laughs> to take this rock all the way to the top. <laughs> it's like definitely just a shiny rock. Mm. Pyrite, that's what fool gold is, right? All right, you want to read this answer? Yeah, let's see what they say. By the way, this was signed Tomla. They use uh, her name at the beginning, so just a couple times, not to confuse anybody. Tomla, this is fucking hilarious. Sweet, caring, loving, and amazingly deceptive. I must cringe at and applaud your sneaky craftsman way. You've done a lot. Does it not seem like a lot? It was a long road to take in order to arrive at this moment in time. Some may say, too much. Some, I said, some. Tomla. In one of my former lives, I was a sneakerhead. I love fashion, but I think my particular brand of sneakerheadism was driven purely by my competitive nature. I do not like to lose, Tomla. Nay, I like to win. Win hard. Being on rap tours with men who like to win is also a very particular brand of winning. Not only did I want to win, I wanted to destroy. Classic gene. My sneaker destruction was served on a delicious bed of unavailability. I seasoned it with a factor that appeared to contribute to my inevitable failure, not being able to purchase men's sneakers that were popular due to sizing. I have small feet for my height. They're quite like hooves. We'll discuss that another time. Anywho, this factor didn't thwart my winning. It opened up doors of possibility. Children's exclusive sneakers. Women's exclusive sneakers. I showed up in them casually, instead of announcing them loudly like the losers did. Perhaps a lengthy leg cross or a foot wag in the morning tour bus entrance. People were big mad. People was. People was rough. People was big mad. They knew those sneakers because they couldn't have them. I studied hard to know which kicks were available only to me. Which were knockoffs that I might be roasted for. Which would make people the most big mad. The stare. Get up and throw something mad. Glorious it was. Okay, now she's just talking like Yoda. How am I supposed to read Wait, this? <laughs> I thought Genie was a dude based on these revelations. No, Genie is a guy. That's or Genie's uh, a girl. That's the whole point. Like she had smaller feet because she was a girl, so she could wear these like sneakers only made for children. Okay, I don't know. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I thought it was Stormzy for a second based on the vernacular. Just the rapper Gene Gray. They're a rapper. Yeah. Uh, she's from They're Manhattan. Parapper the Rapper? Gray's unique music and lyrical styles have earned the artist's recognition as a favorite MC by many rap artists such as Talib Kweli, Jay-Z, Black Thought. Okay, That's she's a good. big deal. We just happen to not know about her. Is she like a uh, Lil Sims type person? She's like, life sucks, but I never try suicide. If at any point I had slipped up and purchased a pair of bootleg-ass kicks, I can't even imagine the infinity roasting that would have occurred. This was 20 years ago, and I can tell you that they would definitely still bring it up anytime they saw me. 
Please don't let that happen to your boyfriend. Oh, fuck. There would be levels of embarrassment seen only in high schools or the CW's network teen lineup. 1980s movie bully levels of shame. This whole entire lengthy answer is to tell you that I disapprove only because of the impending doom linked to fakery discovery. I guess there's the whole thing that you can't build your relationship on a platter of lies. And if you don't have honesty and transparency, what are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. Okay, yes, I now see that that is the most important thing. Yeah, tell him about the shoes, honey. Honey, tell him about the shoes, honey. Adrian, I'm going to do some self-critique here. Okay. I think I didn't really sell the enunciation and the cadence in which it was written at all. And I apologize for that. I didn't really mm-hmm. know that she was like a Manhattan rapper getting into it. And I feel like those are bars out there, bro. I didn't, I didn't really like the tonality was lost. I feel like there was a lot of, to- it's like when you read lyrics on genius, when you haven't re- read a song, like you're just, you're going to say it weird because it's meant to be said with a cadence and tonality that you're just missing because you haven't heard the mm-hmm. beat or you haven't heard how it was uh, being said originally. I feel like that's mm-hmm. what I did with that answer. There was definitely uh, stuff there that was lost in my reading. There was style in there that Paul lost. And I apologize. That's on me. Mm. That's very big of you to admit. I would have just done it right, but it's very nice of you to apologize. Hey, brother, you're allowed to go back and read it right now. Prove us all wrong. Life sucks, but I'd never try suicide. (laughs) Shout out to Lil Sims. Great MC. Venom. How do you feel about that answer? I thought it was good. You thought it was good? No comments on any part of it or anything? Um, it was a little long. I think, uh, I, I think, yeah, uh, I, for a second, I really identified with the idea of wearing children's shoes and women's shoes, because I think the last two shoes that I bought were women's shoes, if not the last three pairs. Uh, I have small feet, so I identify with that. Um, and sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. You know, sometimes it, it lets you open your options. Wait, sometimes why is it, it really bad sometimes? Your sometimes you're like, oh, no. Oh, it just really limits your options to like be like right at the cusp of like women's, children's, and a, a men's shoes. Like a lot of men's companies don't even make shoes in the size that I wear. Oh, really? I did not know that. Yeah, it's like right at the cusp of like adult sizes. Yeah. Damn. But it also means that I get to like kind of branch out and cool find other cool shoes that I can wear. So uh, I, I identified with that really uh, hard. And then uh, yeah, you know, I, I think it's true that like if he ever gets found out wearing um, fake shoes, I don't know what community he's a part of but like in certain communities yeah that would be something that you could bring up 30 years later and people would still roast your ass for it so you know it's also protecting them to uh let them know i like the idea of while she's writing all this she has on a tiara that he told her is full of real diamonds (laughs) (laughs) couldn't be me i think that would be kind of like the beautiful way for this to end where she confesses Mm. to him and he's like babe i have something to tell you that staff i got you doesn't really have that scepter. <laughs> that scepter that really encrusted with real diamonds. Have you ever pointed out to somebody that they're wearing something that's fake? I don't think I would ever recognize a fake. Oh man, all I, I mean, I recognize the snakes. They're all around me, bruh. Okay, okay. Alright, third segment? Yeah, third segment. Alright. Drip or drown? Drip or drown? Alright, for if the you third... Drip, I drip. If you drip, I drip. For the third segment, Adrian, the concept is... We both have to answer a fashion question. If we get a question right, we're safe. We got that drip. If we get a question wrong, we have to take a shot. We got to drown. And it's a 40-question quiz. Oh, 
So not a shot. First you get a swimming pool full of liquor, then you dive in. Okay, let's just go into it. So half shot then for 40 questions. We expect to get, like, what are, what's the, uh. Yeah, that sounds, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a sip of my drink. Sip? Okay, sips. Yeah. If you sip, I sip. If you sip, I sip. (laughs) The big four fashion capitals of the 21st century include New York, London, Paris, and A, Rome, B, Milan, C, Florence. It's Milan, obviously. I agree. All right. Yeah, easy peasy. Number two. Which decade was especially associated with miniskirts? The 1950s, 60s, or 70s? B, the 60s. Is that what you think it is? Yeah, because that's, uh, miniskirts were a hippie sink. I could almost see it a little bit earlier in the 50s, but I'm gonna trust you and go 60s. Okay, let's go B. B, the 1960s. Hell yeah. Woo! All right, cool, cool, cool. Also, the fact that it's three things for multiple choice seems like I think we got a pretty good shot at this. In which year did French engineer Louis Riard invent the bikini? Is this one of those things where it's like way older than we realize? Or because we have 1912, 1946, 1971. It's either way older or way more recent than we realize. I want to I don't say think B we got... again, but I can't. I don't think it's going to be no, B no, no. three times. I don't think I don't think we got out of World War Two and we're like, what's next on the plate? What's next on the docket? <laughs> then I think we got to go. 1912. <laughs> How can I see some more titties? <laughs> I think we got to go 1912. We got to go older I think, because I think 71 too late. Yeah, I think 1912. Okay. Oh, fuck. Damn that it. is exactly what we did right after World War II. <laughs> so we're like, we gotta see some more titties. <laughs> All right, I'll we take didn't get a big any titties in World War II. <laughs> All right. If you knew that answer, feel free to make fun of us. Which of the following is a lifestyle and fashion magazine? Forbes, Time, or Vogue? <laughs> okay, I think we got this one. All right. Obviously, it's Time. Lock it in it. Nah, joke. Obviously, Vogue. it's Forbes, because that's my lifestyle, bro. <laughs> uh no it's vogue vogue mm-hmm. magazine which of the following fashion houses was founded first prada yves saint laurent dior uh ooh, saint laurent sounds like the oldest one but maybe prada i mean they're all names so unless some names are older than others i mean some of these sound older than others can you okay what if it was prada Yves Saint Laurent or Xander. He wouldn't be like one of these names. They're all names. They could be equally new. Uh, this one is so random. I kind of want to lock in Prada for some reason, but that's just very random. I'm sticking to the B train. B train's where we're living, baby. <laughs> no, the last one was C, but okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, let's go Prada. Prada A. Whew. Hell yeah. All right. It was Prada. Bitch, I'm proud of you. That was one of uh, Michi Darko's good songs from his album. How many times a year does the New York Fashion Week take place? One time, two times, three times. How is it a fashion week if it's multiple weeks? I honestly really thought it was definitely one time, but it feels like this wouldn't be a question <laughs> if it was only well, one time. fashion is like spring and fall, right? Like there is like, oh. so I would think two times makes sense to me. Yes. It wouldn't be definitely. special if there were three weeks, like. Yeah, that's too often. I think I agree with your logic. That'd be like Shark Week. That'd be like, it's just Shark Week every week, apparently, now. <laughs> um, I think two times. Okay. Okay. <sighs> Adrian, right. I think we're realizing our test-taking skills are yeah. really getting us out of this. 
Logic and reason, baby. That's what we're all about. Levi Strauss and Jacob Davis are are usually credited with inventing which type of pants? The chinos, oh, easy. the leggings, the denim jeans. I'm going with C, baby. I'm going with C, baby. All right, we got it. Have I ever asked you about uh, what kind of uh, material Mario's uh, overalls are made out of? No. Denim, denim, denim. Did you read that in a joke book for children? No, for cool adults. <laughs> <laughs> okay, another Italy question. I'm really excited by this one. Jeans are named after which city in Italy where where cotton corduroy called jean was manufactured? Palermo, Genoa, Bergamo. Hey, Bergamo makes a uh, second appear- appearance on our podcast. I mean, it has to be Genoa, right? Or is that a trick? But it, I mean, G- Genoa. Jean. Oh, Genoa. Um, cotton corduroy called Jean. I was gonna Couldn't say. Couldn't you just imagine a slack jawed American being like, Genoa, you mean Jean? Owa? Owa? <laughs> I was actually gonna say Bergamo. Bergamo? Well, more just that Bergamo is close to Milan, and so if there's a fashion capital, I don't know, like it's like it's right outside of Milan. Like, oh, you don't think that's the type of thing where each twin tries to define themselves as like being very unlike the other one? Like, I'm good at socializing. I'm the athletic one, or whatever. Mm. You don't think Bergamo? I mean, they're not good like, at anything else. We're not doing fashion. That's Milan's thing. Mm. We're we're much more of like a abstract restaurant concept city. <laughs> <laughs> ratatouille i feel like it's definitely not palermo but i feel like I, i'm just I get so your... addicted to the idea of it being genoa <laughs> okay you know what i'm gonna go with you if, if, it, if it's genoa i'm going down with this ship with you bro it was genoa. hell yeah all right thank you paul thank you for reeling me in i was overthinking the question this well-known quote was said by which famous fashion designer a girl should be two things classy and fabulous donatello versace Coco. Donatella, it's a woman's name. <laughs> Donatella Versace, Coco Chanel, Michael Kors. It's almost certainly Coco Chanel. I think I've heard this quote before. That was also like I feel like Coco Chanel was a was a what do you call it like a quote machine. So that's kind of why I would have thought that. Like I'm just riding the B train to be honest. I think that <laughs> B train is taking us all the way to the top. <laughs> we were right. It's Coco Chanel. Hell yeah! You know we should get more wrong. I'm looking to get a little bit more Liddy from this quiz, and apparently we're just crushing it. Apparently we're just uh, geniuses when it comes to fashion. Uh, Fendi is a luxury fashion house. Fendi is a luxury fashion house from which country? Italy, France, Germany. I don't actually know Fendi. This is not one of the three fashion brands that I know. Same. It sounds Italian, but I don't know if that's like... I want to ride the B train, baby. <laughs> I, think, I think it's France. What do you think? It sounds Italian to me, which I think makes more sense than just guessing the letter we like the most. But I, I, I maybe that. <laughs> but I it's feel definitely like... not German, though, right? Can we agree on that? I, yeah, I don't think it sounds German at all. Fendi. Okay, let's go B train. Maybe it is Italian. You want to go A? Yeah, kinda. Okay, all right, let's go A. We got it, <sighs> Paul. Paul, 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 you're killing it. You're a fashionista, certified, <laughs> certified fashionista. Seven the, days a week. The wedding dress of Meghan Markle was designed by which French fashion house? Yves Saint Laurent, Louis Vuitton, Givenchy. Okay, well, you can't bring in royal stuff, too, and just make it as hard as possible on me. I don't know about any of this shit. Yeah, um, the first two seem like... 
too because obvious. the third one is more yeah it's more random sounding that would be my guess just because like it sounds like the other two were like okay we know what the right answer is we have to come up with two other fashion brands people might guess and then you put the other two hey that's a standardized test taking skill right there i agree with you all right c javinci <laughs> hey <laughs> god damn dude all right now we're gonna start taking a sip every time we get one right <laughs> Because I already know the answer to the next question. Which of the following apparel retailers was founded in from Japan? Brother, come their... on. This is too easy. This is their writing, not my writing. Uniqlo, Zara, H&M, and of course it's Uniqlo. Yep. Yeah. Easy. I'm going to take a sip. What was the theme of the 2020 Met Gala before it was postponed due to the coronavirus pandemic? Hat, cravat, suit. What's the most unfortunate for a pandemic? Well, I was gonna go with the same as the one two before, which is cravat is the most random, and then the other two are tacked on. Yeah, like what kind of theme is suit? <laughs> Alright, you wanna go with cravat? Yeah. I'm riding that B train with you, baby. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, it's cravat. How many have we gotten wrong so far? One? But one. Damn, bruh. Alright. The wrap dress was invented by which famous fashion designer? Carl Lagerfeld? Diane von Furstenberg? Donatella Versace. They're really using the word famous loosely here. Come on, Paul. Uh, I think B-Train is the only thing I could say for this. Though. I have no other. They've already mentioned Donatella Versace, so she, clearly she's a big deal. The wrap dress was invented by which famous designer? Carl Lagerfeld, Diane. I'm going to say this is one of those things where maybe historically men have had, an even in like a female fashion world, undue privilege and yeah. uh, contribution i'm gonna go with carl okay i think that actually makes sense as a strategy all right no we should have ridden the b train <laughs> we should have been riding the b train baby it was diane the draped fashion during the 1930s but was inspired by which culture ancient egyptian ancient mesopotamia ancient greek Ooh, i like this one which of these cultures was the most draped <laughs> drapey <laughs> which one was the most drapey which one just had loose fabrics all over the place in our cultural understanding of what they looked like i don't think mesopotamia is the answer but egyptian and greek kind of goes back and forth for me to be honest i mean they're both from places that were hot and sunny and needed like drapey clothing or whatever i'm thinking because of togas it makes me want to say greek or were togas roman not greek yeah so no greek they're greek too right yeah, yeah, because uh, uh, like Aristotle wore a toga, so definitely Greek too. But also in the 1930s, what were they fucking with? Well, definitely like inaccurate representations of all these cultures based on like old white man's guesses. So we don't actually have to know what these cultures, which one had the most drapes, just which one had a very stereotypical understanding of having a lot of drapes. So do you think we were in a moment where it was cool? And Greek, I think makes sense. All right, I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna go Greek. Baby, come on. Don't get in between me and my understanding of racism. Easy. Easy. Come on. I know how old white men think. Can't fuck with us, quiz from welovequizzes.com. <laughs> you can't fuck with us. All right. Austerity, or utility fashion, was adopted in the 1940s <laughs> due to which historical event? World War II. Economic crisis. Shortage of materials. Well, A, C, A feels like it led directly to C. Mm. A led to B, led to C. Are we going all of the above? 
I don't think that this is the type of quiz to pull in all of the above, so shortage of materials? No, World War II, what are you talking about? But World War II caused a shortage of materials, because they needed it for the war effort. Due to which historical event? Okay, we'll go with A. You're right, you're right. Okay, you were right. Paul, read the operative word, yeah. Hey, you guys remember that historic event of the shortage of materials in the 1940s? <laughs> you know when we all had that on one of our note cards for studying for the exam, shortage of materials 1941 to 1943? <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. I, it You're clearly wrong me. on that it one. Made sense. <laughs> there was multiple things that happened in history in the 40s. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Which supermodel stripped over her shoes? Why does it say stripped? Tripped? Because this is a very poorly made quiz. <laughs> Which supermodel tripped over her shoes and fell over on the catwalk in 1993? Naomi Campbell? Claudia Schiffer? Cindy Crawford? This this one's totally random for me. I really don't know. Those I are all Cindy names Crawford from that time. Cindy Crawford was more of an actress? Singer? Something like that? I think it's probably Schiffer? Ride the B train. Come on, ride the train. Ah. <laughs> and ride it, ride it. Naomi oh, Campbell. it was it we should have gone with soupy. Here comes a big sip. So on on mics, you guys can hear. Ooh, oh, 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 a bigger sip than I wanted. Uh, all right. Which type of knee length trousers for women that are cut to look like a skirt? Wait, what which type of Okay, this is another poorly written question. <laughs> what type of knee-length trousers for women that are cut to look like a skirt with full legs? Culottes, harem pants, bell-bottoms. Culottes. All right, you seem confident in that. I'll do it. Hell yeah, Paul. How do you know what a culotte is? I, f I don't really. It was like stuck in the recess of a braid. And it just like, as soon as I read it, I was like, that's the one. That That is a very boring Slumdog Millionaire, Paul. We need a very discreet story <laughs> about how you found out what culottes were. Which German fashion designer and creative director passed away in 2019? He was associated with Fendi and Chanel. Wolfgang Jupe, Carl Lagerfeld, Michael Mikulski. I'm going to go with the guy who's already been named before and also riding that B train, but this is a total guess Ride on my the B part. train, baby. No, that makes sense. I feel like F Fendi and Chanel, that sounds like people who would come up with a rap dress. All right. Hey, come on now. Come on now. Also sounds like a German invention. We simply wrap the material around the woman. We were thinking, why cut the thing and make it into something else when you can take the long fabric and just wrap it? What more do you want? <laughs> the logo of which French leather good brand features a jockey that rides a horse? Pierre Cardin, Thierry Mugler, or Longchamp? I think they I think they forgot to include polo. I know, right? For us everyday working folks. I really have no idea. Should we just try to ride the B train or do you have like a weird <sighs> Which French leather good? So Thierry and Pierre are very French sounding names. Longchamp? Uh, come on, Longchamp also kind of sounds French as hell. Yeah, you're right. I think, you know what? I feel good about Pierre. Okay, just because it's the most French. Wee <laughs> wee. Oui, wee oui. wee, oui, oui. let's go with it. No! <laughs> we got Longchamp on that one for sure, goddamn. Take a big sip. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> what is the real first name of the fashion designer Coco Chanel? Gabrielle oh. and Maria. I think. Wait, wait. Maria. Let's try to pick this based on what we think somebody who with the last name Chanel would name their daughter. Gabrielle Chanel is actually very pretty. Gabrielle Chanel and Chanel. Ooh, that's ugly. And Maria Chanel. And Chanel. That's like bechamel. A French and person Chanel. would never call their child that. Yeah, they'd be like, "What is this? A roux with cheese and cream added to it?" <laughs> Maria Chanel. Maria Chanel. Um, I think A and C are both good guesses. I really like Gabrielle. I think it works think the think best it's... with the name, but it doesn't sound French to me. Gabrielle. Yeah, sounds... I think. Yeah. I think Maria sounds right to me. No, that's too Italian. Coco Chanel oh, really? is French. Maria is an Italian Catholic name. No, but you know they're Catholic in France, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously, some kids in France are named Maria, so it's not impossible. I just think like the distribution of Marias is lower. So you're saying Gabrielle? I think I think Gabrielle. Okay, I'll go with you. Come on, come on, Paul. Come. Why did I ever doubt you? <laughs> of course, her name was Gabby Chanel. <laughs> That's what everyone called her. She used to. She was. She was a tomboy. She used to get roughed up all the time. They call her Scabrielle because she always had scabs on her knees from doing boy shit. Oh, I do remember that famous story about her. Yeah, and then she was like, and then I wanted to feel pretty, and I went into fashion and changed the game. All right, twenty-three. Which street in London is known for traditional bespoke tailoring for men? Bond Street, Savile Street, Covent Garden. Covent Garden. Is Bond Street supposed to be like, did the guy who invent James Bond sort of do like a name association thing where like, oh, that's already associated with being dapper. So like the character. Or because it was named and the character became famous. They were like, now we have to be a dapper street. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. But either way, is that part of that? Or Covent Garden, I feel like I know I have some association with that word. I don't know if it's. Can I I tell you what it is? Oh, you know the answer? No, no, I don't know the answer. Covent Garden is uh, where the offices for the QI is located. Oh. So if you follow QI or the podcast for QI, quite interesting British panel show, they always say like right outside of Covent Garden or whatever. So, okay, it's not that. That's a media street. Savile Row. What, what is that? A street for pedophiles? Get that out of here. I don't know. I, I think a row was a good place to do fashion. I kind of want to ride Savile the Savile was a famous pedophile, Adrian. I think that's a more operative word there. I think calling them fam- famous is a weird <laughs> infamous. <laughs> well, he was famous first. He was a famous man before he became an infamous pedophile. So you're gonna let that stop us from being right? I really think that the person who wrote James Bond was almost certainly trying to do that thing where you name a character in a way that, that people already have an association with that word. Ian Fleming, I bet you called him James Bond because he was like, people will already think he's dapper hey, because his name buddy, is Bond. Buddy, I trust you. I have learned to trust you on this quiz. Let's go with A. Damn it. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) I trusted you. (laughs) And now we have to take a relatively... It's B. It's pedophile rope. (laughs) We'd have to take a relatively small sip of our drink. (laughs) 24. The logo of Burberry, a British luxury brand, features which illustration? An equestrian knight? An ancient god? An alligator? Alligator is Lacoste, right? Yeah. And also, I know the Burberry pattern. That's famous. But I don't know their... Yeah, I want to say, I know the pattern. I don't know the the illustration. An equestrian... I guess a knight sounds pretty British. Why would it be an ancient god? What, yeah, what ancient I think god is A makes Burberry? more sense. I don't know how you would 
do a little symbol that looks like a god. All right, we going for it? Yeah. Okay, cool. Still kicking ass. All right, Paul. What do we call the long outer garment worn by clergymen? Bonnet? Kassock? Turban? It's not turban. No. It's not bonnet. It's definitely kassock, right? Yeah, let's ride that B train, baby. Come on on the train and ride it, ride it. We got it, baby. Yeah, of course. That one was obvious. In which year did the London Fashion Week take place for the first time? 1973, 1983, 1993. I like how they gave us clues as if like three was going to be the thing where we were like, oh, I know it took place in a three ending <laughs> year. It's got to be one of those. London Fashion Week take place. It's definitely not 93. The last time it was a year, it was the middle year. It was 40. It All right. was 46. Yeah. No, Come B. Come on, B, B, ride B. the train. Yeah, B train, baby. Yes. Let's go. We cannot lose. <laughs> the word suit is derived from which language? French, Italian, Greek. Uh, French, I would say. I think, yeah, French, like sutra or something like that. I don't know. Oh, that makes sense. That sounds. You're right. Hey. I literally just said words. Hey, come <laughs> on now. We can't. Bro, can we go buy lottery tickets right now as the third <laughs> segment and bring them back here and like fucking scratch them off? Because I, I, I mean, we, we are doing right relatively now. well on a quiz seemingly made for children. So. <laughs> From welovequizzes.com. <laughs> I don't think I cannot be stopped. According to traditional Indian customs, a bride wears a sari in which color? Yellow, orange, red. Oh, what color do you wear? Is that true? Yeah, did I ever tell you about the time when I ordered um, clothes from an Indian fashion brand? Not only did I get the wrong thing the second time I ordered, the first time I ordered, they just full up sent me like a green sari. And I was like, this is not my order. (laughs) What am I supposed to do with this? (laughs) Um... I think red is right. I think red is what that that I feel like I see red. That stands that stands for matrimony. Yeah. Okay, let's do red. Hell yeah, brother! Nice. We cannot lose right now. (laughs) Which type of stitch is often used in smocking, a popular kind of decoration on clothing for younger children? Honeycomb stitch, back stitch, chain stitch. This really just decided to up. Is that, are you sure? Because I would say they like really upped the uh, fucking level on this thing. 100% chain stitch. Damn it. (laughs) All right. Uh, I was going to say we should do the bees and go honeycomb, but Paul wanted to do the wrong answer instead of the right answer. Just going to take my This team is falling apart, man. (laughs) We were great once. Which of the following British royals was a popular fashion icon? Diana, Harry, Victoria. It's Diana. Diana. Yeah, that's easy. Okay, cool. We're back to win. Uh, you know, I like you again, Paul. We're back to winning ways. <laughs> 35. Which of the following American reality TV shows focuses on fashion design? Project Runway, America's Next Top Model, Say Yes to the Dress. Project Runway. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Which group of customers was the main focus of fashion designers during the 1950s? Working class? Young people and teenagers? Middle-aged women? We might end the run here. I. It could be... It's definitely not... No, there's a famous fact that teenagers weren't considered a distinct class till either the 50s or 60s when they did become the main focus uh, of selling products. I think it must be the 50s because this wouldn't be an interesting fact otherwise. I thought it was middle-aged women, but yeah, that kind of makes sense. Young people and teenagers? Yeah, that was like the first time where they became like, oh, they go to, you know, like car hop, what are Sock they called, hops. like drive-ins to eat their burger, then we can- Oh, I, I was about to say, like, you said car hops, and I was like, sock hops, right? Sock hops. <laughs> car, yeah. Okay, young people and teenagers? Yes, Be trained. let's go! All right, where is supermodel Kate Moss from? Three questions we gotta get right, Paul. Let's do this, four questions. 
She's from the United King? Australia? United? <laughs> All of these answers seem right to oh, me. I want to say United States. Answer, is... So for the audience, UK, Sorry, United Australia, Kingdom, USA. Austra- United Kingdom, Australia, or the United States. Well, Kate... I want to say it's clearly not the United States. I want to say it's like she seems like she's from UK, but she's from Australia. I think Australia is right. Are we going for this, Paul? Yeah. Ride the B train. Come on. Damn it's it. the United Kingdom! Well, I don't have any ah. more drinks left, and I'm not filling up my drink for <laughs> All four right, more well, you have some drinking for both of us, then. Come on. You got trivia tonight. Everybody knows Adrian's better at trivia when he's got a few in him. Oh, these oh, these are actually getting harder to do. Okay, 38. Ugh. Which designer was known for defining women's fashion in the 50s? Christian Panda, Dior. Panda, 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 Panda. Betsy Johnson. Vivian Westwood. I feel like it's got to be Dior, right? I think so, right? The That's one the we only know. name I recognize. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Wait, this is already done. What? Are, what are culottes? <laughs> Skirt, shorts, or both? A bit of both. Wait, Paul. Oh, there's 41 questions. Okay, cool. We got two more to do, Paul. The famous fashion designer Giorgio Armani is known for which feature? Neon colors, futuristic patterns, clean lines. Ooh, what is Armani known for? Is it clean lines or is it futuristic patterns? Right? Uh, All right. I'm down for that. I think futuristic patterns maybe, but... Well, let's ride the B train then. I'm also just sort of guessing. (sighs) It might just be clean lines, though, because it is a very clean brand. Yeah, let's do see. I I don't really think of Armani as having crazy, wacky designs. Clean lines! Let's go. And then I think we both know the answer to the last question. Which brand is most famous for its polo shirts? Ralph Lauren, Uniqlo, Jack Wolfskin. Um, let's yeah, let's wrap it up. Big facts, no cap. Paul, what do you want to say about uh, drip or drown? I would rather drown than drip, man. Come on, this quiz made it obvious. That means you have a knack for this fashion thing. Um, my big fact is that Gen Z is, you know, Gen Z gives me hope, man. I think they're doing a good job at things, and one of the things they're doing with fashion is they're really emphasizing that it's about what makes you feel comfortable. Even if it's stupid and loud and breaks all the rules, that's totally cool. Which is why uh, Adrian's been wearing a Snuggie to the picket line every day. Yeah, every single goddamn day. I'm just trying to keep warm, man. It's about functionality. It's about signaling. Fashion is communication, you know? That's probably something that people say in their, like, Fashion 101 university course. Um, but also, like, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's also just practicality, too. Uh, we're just naked apes trying to keep ourselves warm. I hate how much that resonated with me like a professor trying to be like, fashion is actually just another facet of communication. Did you know there was a study that said 80% of communication is nonverbal? And yes, yeah. that's your facial expressions. But it's also how you show up dressed. <laughs> you know, like I could just imagine. And yes, it's whether or not you have a, a visible boner during the conversation. And yes. <laughs> Oh my god, that resonated so hard. I could just imagine having to hear that bullshit before you got to the beat of a like 101 class. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right. But yeah, that's my that's my uh, big fact. I love my it. My no cap. Yeah. Bye, buddy. All right. Love you, buddy. Yeah. Designer down. Dribble down. Dribble down. Yeah. Killing me, ho, need to call paramedics. New Finney runners, I fit athletic. Running shit up by my partner, Patty. Blowing this cash, it was time we ain't have it. Got 21 bitches, I must be a savage. Cooking in the kitchen, it don't smell like acid. 
pouring this hot take, I'm sipping relaxing. Bobs in the lake on the fucking the baddest. If it in plastic, put him in the casket. I wipe this nose quickly, pass him a nasty. Got an addiction in love with this fashion. Praying for all of my bros like we kept it. Lifetime I has, cause you always be capping. Niggas ain't eating, start capping, you faster. Can't get no sleep, cause my life is all action. See how shit happened, I made it in rapping. Go your pout. Racks in a quarter ounce. Two accounts. Large amounts. Ooh, shop around. Design it down. Ooh, dribble drown. Dribble drown. Yeah.